Welcome to Talking Trade and happy year of the tiger to everyone. I'm Sandy Siegel with ME Day. And I'm Ian Coxett at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Today's guest uh, is a, a badger, uh, uh, Sam Vorthurms, uh, and now an assistant professor at the University of California, Irvine, but she received her PhD in political science from the University of Wisconsin-Madison in 2017. Uh, after that, she was a postdoc fellow at the Shorenstein uh, Institute for Contemporary Asia at Stanford University. Welcome to the show, Sam. Thank you. Happy to be here. Now, Sam, you're an expert in multinational firms operating in China. That's a that's a kind of a big area, but uh, uh, nevertheless, a very, very interesting one. Tell us a little bit about the kind of research that you do. Yeah, I'm largely interested in how processes of economic development affect how individuals interact with the government in China. So what that really means is how investments and uh, foreign development based on, uh, sorry, economic development based on foreign capital affects labor markets uh, in China and how that changes and shapes uh, the local policies, the local ways that government officials try to advance development. Okay. And uh, I noticed you've got some very recent work that looks at uh, uh, the behavior of uh, multinational firms in China in the context of trade wars and the uh, additional tariffs imposed in the course of those trade wars. Tell us a little bit about that. Was there any impact of those uh, conflicts or implicit conflicts on the behavior of firms in China? Yeah, you know, my co-author and I, Jack Zhang of uh, University of Kansas, uh, we really wanted to see what the effect of the trade war was on these multinational corporations operating in China. And all this political rhetoric um, on the trade war coming out of, of um, top leaders here was about reshoring production, bringing U.S. firms home. So we wanted to know first if firms were leaving China, right? That's, that's the first step in that, in that process. Um, so in, in looking at this, we identified multiple pathways that the trade war could push firms out. Um, mm -hmm. On the one hand, we think about tariffs uh, and how tariffs increase the cost of business. Um, and we talk about new lines of tariffs all the time. Uh, but the trade war also has a blunt effect where just even uh, disagreements and souring political relations can, uh, can make the business, can sour the business environment as well. Sure. Uh, so we divide out these effects um, and we see that most of the effect of the trade war is actually in that blunt effect. That tariffs- the political risk, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, tariffs do increase exits, but really it's this broad uh, political souring um, that's pushing firms out. And uh, not just US firms, but firms uh, much more broadly. Interesting. I've certainly seen with our import customers, you know, the financial impact of, of the tariffs. And I, you know, while the agenda was perhaps to reshore, you know, I, I many anecdotes that, you know, it's simply not that easy to move supply chains overnight and you spend years, you know, developing these. Are there any distributional, you know, impacts? Is it easier or harder for, for larger firms to, you know, pick up and move and, and you know, try to adapt or, or what can you share on that level of, on small versus large firms and how it impacts them? 
Yeah, uh, one of our most robust findings is that uh, large firms and firms that entered China around 2001 um, were uh, the least likely to leave. Uh, so firms that are really entrenched locally uh, and have very strong uh, basis of operations in China um, are much less likely to leave. Uh, so these are firms from WTO accession, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so we really think that firm size, so, so how much capital they have uh, and uh, their age, how long they've been there are proxies for uh, how well integrated they are, maybe you know the relationships that that they develop locally that can kind of buffer. Um, and what this means is that they're passing, instead of shutting down to reduce costs, they then pass on the costs to consumers or somewhere else down the supply chain. Absolutely. So I, I'll speak for myself. I, I had hoped, certainly didn't think the tariffs would last as long as they did. I think many of us were hopeful with the change in administration, we, we might you know, see some relief. Um, which of course hasn't happened. So what are you seeing today as the tariffs continue? Doesn't look like, you know, um, we're you know, gonna renegotiate that anytime soon. Um, you know, what's the pressure being put on by, by companies here in the US in, in regards to lobbying or efforts to, to make some change? What's, what's the current, um, you know, temperature on that? Yeah, um, in a second paper with my co-author, we took a, a random sample of US firm subsidiaries um, operating in China to see what their parent companies were doing here uh, in the US. So we collected data on lobbying, on uh, submitting uh, tariff exclusions and, and submitting public uh, comments and stuff like that. Um, and what we find is that firms that uh, were impacted by these tariffs were actually not more likely to kind of publicly voice opposition. Um, instead, that's largely driven by the size of the firm. Uh, so once again, we have distributional consequences. The larger firms um, are less likely to exit and less likely to push for change. Uh, and this is in line with a lot of other research that's out there right now that shows that the political behavior of firms in the US right now um, is largely driven by more individualistic things like where the firms are located in the states um, and their leaders and the beliefs of, uh, of, of company leaders. Interesting. And don't you think perhaps that the larger firms are better able to absorb, you know, the additional costs? I, you know, again, I know on a personal looking at our customers, the smaller importers or, or exporters are less able to deal with all the changes in supply chain and the trade wars, and they either can't pass on these additional costs or you know, less able to, to absorb the cost. Um, so you know, it's sadly driving some of those people out of the market. Yeah, exactly. This is this is the big takeaway uh, is that there are significant distributional consequences. And so some firms are able to weather the storm and some firms aren't. And those are our smaller businesses, the newer, newly established businesses, uh, those, that type of that type of firm. So really quickly, Sam, uh, you, you said just then that uh, a lot of the behavior of firms seems to be dictated by where they are located and the beliefs of their CEOs. Does that mean that the same kind of tribalization that we're seeing in the US uh, polity generally is beginning to apply to the behavior of firms? And what do you think about that? 
Yeah, so this is this is out of work done by um, a research team headed by Bo uh, Liang Zhu out of the uh, out of Penn State University, um, and what they find is firms that are uh, firms uh, tactics are based on where their firms are headquartered and uh, headquartered in the United States, uh, and so it's heavily dependent on the political climate that's going on as well in terms of, you know, firms have to thread a needle because they're not completely impartial. Um, they have to kind of play the political game that they're operating in. Uh, so we do see that kind of influencing these economic decisions instead of having, you know, completely, you know, neutral um, bodies in these firms. So unfortunately, yet another polarizing topic. Uh, yes that we're facing. Um, Sam Bortham's really interesting talking to you. Certainly China's you know, relevant to all of us um, and particularly in our businesses. So again, a happy new year to you. Um, and thank you for joining us on Talking Trade. Yeah, Thanks, thank Sam. you very much for having me. We'll see you again. This has been Talking Trade. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.